Bonsoir, mes camarades de jeu, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is Reign of Terror. It was developed by Mark Morrison and is available on the Chaosium website. Our maître de jeu is Mick Swan, and this is episode 17. So without any further delay, commencez notre voyage dans le tenet. Mick? When we left you last time, um, uh, Monsieur Zan, Dieter Zan, had um, just returned to his apartment um, and uh, he was, I'm um, sorry, did I say Dietrich? Dietrich. Dieter, but yeah, Dietrich. Not Dieter, Dietrich. 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 Um, he has just returned to his apartment, espied Dupois, and um, launching into a tirade of choice invectives, um, has uh, leapt towards you, arms flailing which was where we left you last time. Please make a dexterity roll for me. Okay. Oh, five. Ooh. Like I say, I just grab him and keep him at bay. Yeah, you try. But um, he actually got a better roll than you. Oh. He got an O2. Excellent. Um, so here's the thing. Um, you're you're a soldier. You're you're an experienced fighting man. You you uh, you know your way around a fight, and a lot of the times you can second guess what your opponent is going to do. But not in this case. Um, when when fighting a man of such diminutive stature, it seems that every everything's wrong. The the the, the range of his punches and and the the length of his steps, it's it's all wrong. So you sort of go to intercept him and. Um, he isn't where you imagine he was going to be. Um, and, and you end up, um, pretty much just sort of plunging yourself, um, in, in, into his range. Um, and he swings a punch at you. Okay. Which, uh, whistles past, uh, your nose. You feel the breeze of it go past your nose. Okay. And um, so I'm going to say that by the time he's jumped up on the table and done this, um, the, the, the rest of you have now realized what's going on because this, this has happened instantaneously. He's just literally just run through the door, uh, dropped anything he was carrying. Um, one foot went up on the, on the chair, next foot went up on the table ran across the table and attempted to plant one on Dupois uh, and narrowly missed him. And he's, he's still screaming abuse. Okay. Um, of a very personal nature uh, directed um, at, at you. I want to dive in and grab him. Like, just wrench my arm around him really hard. And if I have to, throw him to the ground. Okay. Don't injure the man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Give me I, 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 and at the same time, I sort of uh, yell, uh, we mean you no harm, monsieur. We mean you no harm. So. Yeah, I'm going to let Pressy go for it because uh, too many of us and we might crush the guy. 
Uh, I, I, I got a twenty a twenty four, which is a hard. Uh huh. You, you just need a brawl, right? Yes. Okay. And we'll, we'll we'll treat it as a maneuver. You um, uh, you you basically just sort of half grab and half pin him to the 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 edge of the table. And uh, he, he starts uh, flailing around and kicking at you. Um, and, and his wife um, starts shouting out and, and trying to get him to calm down. Stay down. We need you to play. We need you to play that harpsichord. Well, that bastard, that bastard, he, he stabbed me in the back, that bastard. Well, I sort of get up and I'm like, Monsieur, I apologize for any injuries I may have caused you before. But the situation was terrible at that time. We were both in a bad place. If he, he, seems he, like he, if he, he loosens he, up some, pardon? If if he loosens up a bit, I'll 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 kind of back off. Just you know, but kind of be ready in case he lunges. Um, he, again. he is he is still putting up quite a fight, but um, uh, his wife is sort of starting to reason with him at this point and and is trying to calm him down. Um, which which may or may not uh, work. It's it's early days. Um, he's, he is currently the 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 color of a beetroot, <laughs> and looking somewhat aggrieved. Understandable. Yes, he um, said something about your mother, and. Um, <laughs> 70 or 80 uh, trawlermen from the Marseille region. Yeah, but we're French. That's just normal talk. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what French normally do. It's just they kind of use foul language a lot. So. Yeah, I'm just going to say, uh, Monsieur Zahn, listen. You will have your vengeance if you listen to us. We. Oui. This day, I will be put to the guillotine. I have an appointment with Madame Guillotine. But only with your help. Can we try to persuade him? I don't have much persuade, but... I have charm. Yeah, I, yeah I've got fairly good persuade. Um, yes, I mean, you can if you want. Um, and I'll, what I'll do is I'll, if you're going to persuade him, then I'll give you, um, a bonus dice because, um, essentially his, his wife is trying to reason with him as well. So essentially she's assisting you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 23 out of 56. That's a hard success of, yeah. Uh, please listen to us. I understand you are aggrieved and you will visit your vengeance a thousandfold. If only you listen and do what we tell you to do. He, um, he listens to you and, and, and seems to be paying much more attention to, to how his wife is reacting to what you're saying. Um, but eventually he, uh, he calms down and, um, at this point, um, the, the eagle-eyed amongst you will, will notice that, that his wife um, 
has has done uh, a very good job of sort of maneuvering him so he's looking uh, in in the the opposite direction to to where Dupois is standing, um, as if somehow that will decompress him to some extent. Um, He still seems very, very suspicious, very rattled, very unhappy about the idea of, of, of there being strangers in his home when he got got back. Um, but um, eventually it seems that um, curiosity gets the better of it. And... Um, Seemingly in, a, in an effort to try and calm himself down, he extracts a, a, a half-smoked cheroot from, from his uh, breast pocket and sort of straightens it out a little bit and sucks one end and then lights it. And uh, he, he, he looks at you very astutely and says, um, so, so what is it you... You require of me, monsieur. Monsieur. I know that you are upset. Years ago, you were under the influence, the spell of that fenelic. And as he compelled you to play your music, we were forced to defend ourselves. I apologize for injuring you then. Now we are faced with a much darker foe one who seeks to destroy all of Paris. Much of what is happening in Paris may be in part due to his evil. It is necessary that one of us, me, that I carry your music with me somewhere. I must hear your music and then I must face the guillotine. I want you to play your music for me, alone. These men are here to restrain me. I, I don't think you know what you're asking me to do, monsieur. I think that I shall hear your music in my mind for the rest of my life, and I shall carry it with me afterwards. but I am here to save Paris. Indeed, all of, the, all of France, all of the world, perhaps. I am not noble, monsieur. I am just of these men. I am the least important. He, uh, he looks at his wife, and um, as he does so, um, she just turns angrily away from him and uh, feigns looking out of the window. And um, he paces back and forth across the room a few times. Vi vi visibly hunched over as, as, as though the, 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 there's a physical weight pushing down on his shoulders. And after a while, he lets out a, a very long sigh and just says, um, I, 
Well, it is a strange affair. I have come from uh, intending you harm to now finding you uh, virtually demanding that I do you harm. It is uh, quite poetic, Nespa. But uh, I, I will do this for you, but um, you must know that this is uh, this this is not like any other music. Um, I cannot guarantee that simply blocking up one's ears will, will prevent one from hearing it. Oh, I am not going to block up my ears. He, uh, he walks over to his wife and um, puts his hand on the small of her back. And she, for a moment, she makes a very uh, a dramatic presentation of, of, of look, looking away. And um, then looks back down at him. And they exchange words. You, you can't tell what they're saying. Um, but the upshot of it is that she reaches into her pinafore and produces uh, a small rather tarnished looking little key on a, on a length of uh, twine and she hands it to him and then goes off and sits in the corner with her child and he just stands there and inspects the key for a moment and turns back to you again and says, uh, you're sure? We oui, monsieur. We will need a chair. We will need some rope. You must tie me. Uh, I am now talking to the others. You must tie me to the chair. Uh, you will not need a rope, monsieur. Once, once the music takes you, you will have no desire to move, to leave. We. Oui, that is good. What about after the music stops? Will he be in like a drunken state or? We cannot risk failure. I, I cannot tell you, monsieur. I have, uh, I have never played this, the, the entire piece in the, in the presence of another person. I, 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 in fact, I have never played the, the, other, the entire piece in its entirety. I've played uh, movements of it. Uh, Afterwards, you will collect me in whatever state that I am. I think that perhaps, well, I would like the precaution of tying me so that if I go stark raving mad, you can still, and then deliver me to the guillotine. As you wish, monsieur. And, um, uh, I mean, if you have rope, then, then the others can tie you to the uh, the chair. Um, who's actually going to be remaining while this is while the music is being played? Just me, I hope. 
If we if we do not think you uh, will try to escape, then that's we may not need to hold you down. That that's why I say tie me up. We plays the music, then you come back and collect me. And uh, how long will this take, Monsieur, to play this music? I do not know, Monsieur. It takes as long as it takes. It is, uh, oh, I do not know. Maybe an hour, but um, you will see when you hear the music, Monsieur. It is, it is, um, it is strange. It, uh, we have heard part of the changes, music. It changes the nature of time. It, it does not sound um, as it should. Okay, Come back, in- back to me in an hour. We come, madam. I presume you do not want to see this. No, she refuses to leave her husband. Perhaps we sh- we can buy them a meal to pass the time. Uh, I I am concerned for her safety. Uh, Dietrich, uh, should she be here with with you during this time? I presume it is not safe. Uh, she has heard it before. She has heard the pieces I have played. As, Perhaps as, as she has Immune. I do not know. We are running out of time, though. We must be quick. To tweet. Wait. Wait. Let us go. We will return. Um, Dupois, I would... Thank you for your service and being a friend all these years. I don't want to just leave like this. I know. Don't waste time. Let's go. Even, I, I, even, I, even as you're, you're speaking and saying your, your goodbyes, um, he starts to play. Oh. I stand up straight and give you the best salute I've ever given. And then I turn around <laughs> and walk away, like rubbing my eye. You still don't get that right. It's like this. <laughs> <laughs> Dupois, I suppose I was wrong. I guess you were the one who was right about life, eh? Farewell, my friend. And I'm going to hustle everyone out. All right. Hey, have you tied me up? I have been tied to the chair at least. Uh, we. I don't think we had any rope with us. Oh. Well, I'm trying well, to stay in the chair. If we had our manacles, which presumably I think we did, we that's what I was thinking. Yeah, we'll clap those as he as he starts playing the the music. um, Starts hammering out on 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 the keys of the of the harpsichord. Um, The the notes, I feel like they're almost ripping through the air. each one seemingly longer and louder than the last and and resonating in in your ears and in in your mind. Um, And as as you try and concentrate on just one note, it's as though the the, the room seems to go dark and then your your attention wanders and you you see Zan again and his his arms and his fingers are almost blurring as he's, he's... moving across the keyboard at an impossible speed and 
it, it sounds like notes are bursting through other notes, and, and, and as though a, a hundred harpsichords are all playing at once. Um, I am going to need all of you who've left to make a listen roll for me as you're leaving the building. <laughs> 95 out of 20. 99. Service in the artillery serves me again. 84 out of... Uh, 84 out of 55. Sorry. Okay, you can... Um, There's, there's a very odd, a very odd feeling, sort of behind you, as as you as you're walking out onto the street, and um, above you at the top of the, the building, you you can hear something, but you just can't you can't quite work out the the the, um, the, the actual structure of it, um, which is probably for the best, all things considered. Baba, uh, just I, I I know I can be slow, but what if uh, what if Dietrich just decides to to cut Dupois's throat when he's done playing? That's a risk we must take. Back in the room, Dupois, the walls of the room are crumbling from the top downwards and, and the roof melts apart like a, an iris opening above you can see a starry night sky and Zan's furious playing on the harpsichord creates a it's almost a tornado a whirlwind of force which which pins you to the spot um, your hands are flat against your sides and you, you can't move at all the, the whole room fills with a, 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 a horrible, um, airless cold and the chill of space until there is no floor. There's just a demented dwarf hammering on the harpsichord and somewhere in the, the corner of the room a, a woman and a child huddled, screaming. And you're just sitting there on a chair, hanging in the void. And one by one, you watch the stars blink out. And the infinite blackness of the gulf of night yawns below you. There's a, a sound, a great papery rustling sound and then a, a rushing blur of wings as unseen things rush up towards you uh, all around you you can feel something moving but you can see nothing it's just pure pure black and still Zan plays and plays these wretched inhuman staccato notes that don't even seem to be part of any musical lexicon that you recognize that they're, they're, they're tuneless, discordant, but they still seem to fit together and every note punching into into your into your skull, stabbing into your psyche like a dagger. And you become aware 
you can't really say how it's 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 it's, it's not a linguistic feeling it's more of a um a, a deep deep visceral realization that that everything that life on earth is just some sort of horrible accident and that there there is no righteous order there is just chaos somewhere outside this infinite space in which you hang you can start hearing laughter this cacophony of, of hideous laughter as, as, as though it's coming from thousands of different mouths but one mouth all at the same time and it, it, it keeps rising and rising until you realize that it's you it's you laughing and I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll please Mm -hmm. oh no I failed it Oh, bugger. Um, I'm, I'm really sorry, Tom. But I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to roll uh, 1d100. Thirty-six points. Okay. So I'm permanently insane. Yep. Um... I'm stark raving mad. And you, you also, um, you just black out at this point. All right. The last thing you remember is laughing, the room spinning. I also passed my intelligence, which means I fully comprehend everything that's... <laughs> oh, no, I forgot to do something quick. Give me a, give me a quick listen roll as well. I need to listen roll as well. Doesn't affect the sanity loss at all, but <laughs> I got an eight. Um oh dear. Okay. That's a hard that's an extreme. I got an extreme. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> right. Um take two points of damage. Okay. Not that you've noticed. You've gone nuts now. Um, you wake up on the floor. Um, you can't tell how much how how much later it is, uh, or how long you've been unconscious, but you can hear the sound of people coming up the stairs. And uh, or you think you can hear the sound of people coming upstairs but as you as you come back into consciousness you realize that it's it's the music the music's still playing that's what you can hear you can hear the music still playing it's it's still going on and and you look across the room expecting to see um zan uh 
in in fact you you do Suzanne um, he is uh, sat in on the stool in in front of the harpsichord um, dead his his fingers are charred and blackened um, elements of the of the, the harpsichord pieces of the keyboard pieces of the keys are, are, are shattered and and remnants of it some of them are plunged between his fingers and into his hands some of them in his arms in his chest in his, in his eye his, his body is frozen in in, in rigor mortis and it, it is his final expression, one of soul obliterating terror. As, as you struggle to your feet and, and, and move around him to get a, a, a better look at what's happened to him, you can see that half of him appears to have even calcified. It's, 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 it's almost stone-like. And still you can hear the music. You see, in, in the corner, it's difficult to even look because of this thumping in your head, because of this constant, constant noise. But you think you can see a, a woman. It can't be the same woman as earlier, can it? This, this woman's hair is white. But yes, it must be the same woman because there you can see the little child is she's holding the child and, and 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 the child is is saying something but you 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 can see its mouth moving but all you can hear is 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 the is is the music constantly the music just the music all day all night the music this is it all there is is the music all you can hear is the music the music and the music and nothing else but the music and at this point, um, the rest of you uh, have returned. Um, it is not a pleasant sight that you see before you. Um, well, peripherally, it appears that not much has changed in the room. Um, you are struck immediately by the horrific sight of, of, of Dietrich Zahn basically just uh, I'm not even sure that you have a word to describe what has happened to him um, he, he has just been destroyed it's the only way you can describe it the uh, uh, his, his wife Celine is hunched in the in the in the corner sobbing her hair has turned uh, pure white and perhaps even more sickeningly than this, as you walk into the room, you see this cheerful, chubby little face peering out from under her arm. And you hear the little child say, Again, Daddy, again, again! And there over the other side of the room, His hair is white as snow. 
and his eyes fixed and staring manically into space, drooling from the corner of his mouth, um, struggling to try and take to his feet, although he's just wobbling all over, the, doesn't seem to have any sense of balance and is just wobbling all over the place, is, is Dupois, or, well, at the very least, what is left of Dupois. doesn't take much for you to see that this man is utterly shattered. Just gonna go up to him and approach him very slowly and say is it Dupois? Does he have any reaction? Does he even hear me say his name? I just suddenly just start screaming. <laughs> 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 well, you're, you're screaming, but you can't hear your own screams. Um, all you can hear is the music. And the fact that you're screaming and you can't even hear it just makes you scream even more. Um, and uh, the other three of you, give me a spot hidden roll. Uh, this is probably one we want to fail. <laughs> if, if, if everything else is... Uh, okay, you... 74 out of 70. I made it I, by base. I, I rolled a 73, but uh, I need it much lower than that. Ba-bam. Well, the other two are uh, trying to help Dubois to his feet. Uh, you, you notice that um, there seems to be uh, a, a small but persistent trickle of blood uh, coming from one of his ears, and on closer examination, you see that it's actually um, both of his ears. I do not think our companion will be hearing us anytime soon, but if he continues to scream like this, he will attract quite a bit of attention. We should get him out of here. Um, I'm going to take out a little, the little bottle of liquor. You know, we've had some drinks and, yes. and hold it in front of Dupois' face. Cause I know he likes to drink and maybe it'll at least, I don't know. It's worth a shot. Dupois not here anymore. <laughs> uh, just thinking, I know he you just, love to just, drink. Maybe he just looks blankly at the drink. Um, as though he doesn't even comprehend All right. what it is. However, I am a little hungry. I think I'm going to try to eat your hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ugel, I think that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, well, I thought if there was a little bit left inside of him, he'd recognize this. We should get him out of here before he causes any more trouble for this family. I've stopped yeah. screaming. Yeah, it's trouble for the family. <laughs> let's let's just I'd say the guillotines was going to be a mercy for him, but I, I don't think he's going to get any mercy. One can hope. Let's try and get him out of here. Where are we bringing him? I imagine to the gendarmes, the or the Republican Guard, if they are around. 
All right. Put me in the line to get my head chopped off. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm. Let's. Um, I might have a way to bring them so they won't recognize us. Let's get them. Let's let's just get them downstairs first. I'll uh, I'll try to grab him. Were his arms tied behind his back? Mm-mm. Nope. We, we we just tied his arms in front of him then. Okay. I think you um the manacles, right? Oh, manacles. Yes. Okay, I thought we used the rope. Oh, uh, in that case, I'll just kind of put a hand on his shoulder and see if by kind of walking it and gently pushing if he'll just uh like in, uh instinctively you respond, you know, just like a I have no will. Take, so you just, take take the take the cue and if I can just guide him, you know, hopefully we don't have to force him. I'm hoping we just guide him where we want him to go. Lead him down the stairs, and for the love of God, do not, do not let him break his neck. I'll go, f- I'll go down the stairs first and clear the path of any vagrants sitting on the stairs. Because we have to go down a few flights, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he, um, he's quite easy to steer about. Let's, let's put it that way. He's not putting up much resistance, um, primarily, I think, because... Uh, I, I'm not sure he even realizes what's going on at this point. But I'm almost certain he doesn't. Well, Hugel, uh, I'm I, all here. So I, I, I certainly don't want to be caught, but we need to get him. Uh, we, need, we need to get him to the guillotine. All right. Um, let's... W- we're going to bring him to one of the, the actual guillotines and, and turn him in. I guess because we know that he will turn him in as Sergeant Dupois. He's wanted. Blah blah blah. Uh, hold on, I'll be uh, and then I'll, I'll be right back. Let me just go down this alleyway. I uh, hope you guys don't hate me for this, but and I run down the alleyway. And about two three minutes later, you see what looks like myself, but it's a woman, and I'm wearing a dress. And uh, I go, I'm sorry, I've deceived you all this time, but. I'm actually, I am not Hugel. I am actually uh, Martin Hugel. My husband was Joseph. I had to take his place when his leg was blown off. So they don't know me. They're not looking for me. I will uh, take him and turn him in. Yes, I, I know. I come back to my senses and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was How did you the, grow the mustache and the beard? <laughs> no, this is, if you see the character, it's very... I imagine, I imagine it just gets peeled off. Yeah. Well, I thought the picture was kind of girly looking. And I always pretend to shave every day. And... <laughs> Holy crap. That's awesome. And we haven't showered together? <laughs> so, Shower? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the truth shall? is out. I wonder if I am perhaps not the only one with a wooden appendage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I put this? I like you. I like you. <laughs> so, um, then, if, if you are the one to do it, it must be, it must be done. And... Yeah. We shall accompany you from the shadows. I still have my pistol. If anyone causes trouble, I will do everything I can to make sure you get there. 
We oui, I'll have your back also. Remember, when there was no food to be had and I would go off on my own, I would always return with a few coins or some money. That explains it. I had to do what I had to do to get some money. Their sacrifices are appreciated. All right, so let's start heading towards one of the garrisons or preferably one closest to a guillotine. I want to say guillotine station, but whatever they call it. <laughs> um, it would be um, the, uh, the office of the secret police. All right, so I guess wait like a block or two away and I'll lead him. Get as close as we can and then just veer off if you see any any ch soldiers and then I'll take them from there. Um, okay, well, you, you approach a, a, a group of soldiers, four soldiers, um, and uh, you, you tell them who you have with you and uh, they they look him up and down and they, they look sort of slightly sort of sideways because th that 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 name is is the name of a of a wanted seditionist and and former soldier who's um wanted for treason whereas whereas this is just some sort of um madman I, 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 are you sure, citizen? Are you sure this is? I am sure. Ask some, maybe some of his superiors or other soldiers that knew him could vouch for it, but this is him. Well, he's taken into custody pretty much immediately. And I want to kind of try and disappear first chance I got. Um, well, you don't get an opportunity to. Um, the, the, although the, the prosecutor comes out and um, he thanks you wholeheartedly for uh, bringing this uh, enemy of the glorious republic to justice and uh, shakes your hand, which is most out of character really for you being a woman, but this is a new era and everyone is uh, you know, supposedly all equals. And um, informs you that uh, the traitor will be will be tried um, to the uh, the full uh, the full ability of the law, and um, having been found guilty, he will be executed tomorrow at two o'clock. And. Uh, you are free to go. Perhaps a little disappointed that no mention was made of, um, of a reward, but uh, certainly not in the mood to try and press the matter, given uh, your own status. Yeah, I didn't even want to ask for it. I just leave. But what I'm going to do is when I leave, I don't want to go directly back to the guys. I want to walk the opposite direction for a few blocks and see if I'm being trailed. Okay. Um, no. Uh, doesn't appear to be anyone following you. Give me a um, spot hidden roll, though. Ten. 
out of uh, 70. So it's almost extreme. It's very difficult to tell. It's a, it's a, um, a packed crowd. And uh, the, the, the streets are, are chaotic, mass of people. Um, and you walk a fair distance before you're uh, absolutely certain that um, none of them, uh, n none of these people are, are paying you much attention. No one seems to be following you. And uh, you double back on yourself a couple of times just to make sure. Right. But, yeah, it looks it looks fine. Then I'll go back to Babon and Pressy. And I explain what I did. I double backed and <clears throat> um, they, you know, I, re you know, tell them tomorrow. What time? Two or four? Did you say? I'm sorry. Um, it will be uh, two o'clock. Two o'clock. Right, so I explain on two p.m. tomorrow. Uh, he, they pretty much said he will be found guilty, and the execution will be tomorrow at two. Mm. I didn't press it any farther. I tried to get out of there as quickly as I could. I understand. Uh, if only, uh, if only we had not lost track of Boma in the shuffle. I'm sure by now he is some bigwig in the revolution somewhere. He could push it up, but so we could end this ridiculous farce as soon as we can. As much as I want it to be over, I'm not looking forward to tomorrow. You and me both. Well, do we try to push it up? After all, it was what fifty deaths. How many can be left? What if what if it's not in time? I think that's out of our hands at this point. Hey, GM, can I just suddenly start screaming once again? Maybe they'll just be guy. Get this fucker to the. Oh place. yes, yeah. <laughs> I think you'll, you'll be doing quite a lot of intermittent screaming. Yeah. So I just um, start screaming. Maybe I scream long live the king. <laughs> Fuck the king. Fuck Robespierre. Fuck everybody. Um, you've been back in, in the uh, in, in Pressy's lodgings for um, about an hour and a half. Uh, when um, you hear the sound of screaming from downstairs and a clattering of feet and a sound uh, like several people running out of the building. Look out the window. A raid. They're coming for us. Uh, there, there are three rather shabby looking people running up the street away from the house for your thing. Oh shit! So, um, is there a roof? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Or anything? Um. What? what I mean, we're we're up on what the give, second give floor. Me, give me a listen roll. Ninety-one. Uh, five. I hear nothing. The building is empty. Pressy. There is a creak on the stair outside the door. I pick up my musket. 
you don't have your mask anymore. Oh, it's not pistol. He has, I believe. Sold, sold them. Yeah, you got pistol. You sold them when 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 you went civvy. So I do have a pistol. You do have a pistol, I believe. Yes. Okay. Because it what? Okay. Uh, so then, yeah, I draw the pistol, and I also look for my rapier. There is um, a sound at the door. To describe it as as knocking would be not entirely accurate. It's somewhere between a knock and a scratch at the door. And first of all, there are two of them, and then there are another three in, in quick succession. Um, and with the three in quick succession, it, each one of them sounds less like scratching and more like a knock. We oui, who is there? Is it you? Is it, uh, is it the soldiers? Guillaume. Guillaume. Guillaume? Oui. I rush over and open the door. I take Pressy's wife into the other room ASAP. He, he sort of lopes into the room, um, <laughs> obvious, obviously ill at ease in, in the light. And um, he, he says, um, I, I, I could feel that the music has been played. Um, this 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 is uh, this is the time now is our denouement. Uh, you must uh, you must take action now. When when the blade falls, it is it is your time to uh, to um, to kill. Uh, the, 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 the doctor man uh, we, we go do you have any idea where he is right now uh, he will be at his home and um, but uh, you you can find him um, he, he will be at the execution as he nears his target um, and, and he gets closer and closer as his power uh, uh, approaches its um, uh, uh, its, its peak. Um, he, he now he goes to every execution, and uh, oh, he um, you you will find him there. He could be uh, assassinated uh, um, uh, while he's in the crowd, but maybe. Maybe seen, but uh, you, you, you could lead him off somewhere and uh, and, and and do what is uh, what is needed to be done. But uh, when when your friend is dead, um, uh, you you will have a moment, and, uh, and 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 he will have no power, and, and you will be able to to, uh, to 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 destroy him. Thank you for finding us. I, I must I must go now already uh, uh, the people they, they they run away they will come back with more people I, I must I must go before I'm discovered and and with that he just he just leave very abruptly just leaves and then scuffles down the stairs quite quite quickly it's interesting he knew where we were staying I suspect he he knows this city much better than we do. 
yeah, you notice, you do notice as well that when he leaves you, he doesn't go out of the house. He heads like sort of back into the house itself, presumably in the direction of the cellar. Okay. So now we have another task at hand. How do we do? We just kill Rago in the middle of the street, or we do we try and pull him down an alley? What? Hmm. <laughs> that is the problem. There is only one thing that he cares about. Hmm. That's completing the ritual. Hey, uh, Pressy, this this uh. This apartment, it uh, used to belong to her family? Uh, oui. Mm. Does it still have a, does it have any kind of a library or a study perhaps? Uh, I know they have some books here. Big? Nope. Nope. Ah, but, but not pretty, a library. It's pretty much gutted. Ah. And any, any mm. books that you have with you would have been the ones that you... you um, possibly the ones that were gathered up as possible values, valuables. Hmm. But um, no, any any books that would have been in here would have would have been used as fuel a long time ago. Oh me! <laughs> I was thinking we gave away the black book to our friend there some time ago, but. Perhaps if uh, we were to fabricate another one, that would be enough to draw him away from his little uh, party. That's a good idea. That might work. So we will need black leather, uh, paper, metal fittings. We don't uh, have much time. We need to see a blacksmith. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, we do not have money to pay for something like that. We will have to build it from what we can find. You forget we have two or three gold coins left. Hmm. Hmm. That might be enough. That might be. Well, if you could take it from anything in the house, just do it. I mean, in the end, it does not even have to be paper, as long as we can make it look like a book. From at least somewhat of a distance. Just, to, just even if it piques his curiosity enough to walk down the alley to look. Very good idea. Um, well, he he won't be vulnerable though until Duplass taken. Is that is that is that right? Yes. That so we could. Oh, sorry. Go. I was going to say that is my understanding. Not until, uh, not until the final sacrifice, and once. That's... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say once Dupois is marched up to the 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 platform, so we could walk past somebody, me, you, anybody, walk past him, bump into him, let him see the book, and take off running down the alleyway. By, hopefully, was... by that time, he chases us to the alleyway, 
Dupois, the blade, the blade will drop, and then we we drop him. I was I'd planning... rather just run him through from behind and and in in chaos of the crowd try to split. Then then we don't have to worry about him acknowledging us. We just take him out when he's not even looking at us. Do you think you are capable of that? Oh, I know oh, I... I could run a sword through him. I've got a pistol and an axe, but they are not exactly um, weapons for silently dispatching someone in the crowd. But perhaps good enough to make a diversion, so to to call the attention of the guards to something else, and I can run him through, and then hopefully we can all you know make off. I still have enough gunpowder for a, a diversion. That may be a more direct route. Hmm. So, do we pretend like uh, to brush past him, like we're looking for something and not see him, or do we deliberately call him out? That was what I was thinking. But then again, I perhaps solve my things a little, solve my problems a little too uh, forcefully. I don't know. I, I will I will go with whatever plan you think is right. Although with you with the book in the dress okay. I'm thinking that Rigo is a bit of a uh, uh he's definitely a predator and if he thinks you weak and he sees that book, I cannot imagine he will be able to resist himself. Well, your 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 uh, your idea sounds much safer as long as we can get his attention. Wait, so Prasi and I will find ourselves uh, some somewhere away from the immediate crowd. Ujel will lure uh, the good doctor, and uh, then we will take care of our business from there. Eh? We can flank him and take him down. Yeah, and first we need to make this book. Well, look, I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, I will allow you to use um, a book that you can find and some scraps of leather and some bits of metal to make a very rough approximation of uh, the book that you found. Um, however, a couple of feet away, it could pass for the, the, the book, but any actual examination, um, he's going to realize it, it isn't the book. Right, of um, course. Which, I mean, you know, even if you'd made a perfect copy, the moment he opened the cover, he'd know it wasn't the book. So it's just, you know, but from a distance, it will look like it's probably the book. All right. Um, but that way will take you most of the night to do that. And there's another concern that we have. Um, even if he is not a, uh, a uh, in immortal pincushion, uh, our good friend Rigaud has other concerns. Uh, 
We uh, we must be careful what he did to us before. His words themselves are dangerous. That's true. So we'll scrape up whatever wax remnants we can find from long burned candles and cram them into our ears before the time. Okay. Well, you end up, you work, you have to work all through the night to make this thing. Um, in fact, until the, the sun starts to come up in the morning. Uh, now, meanwhile, over in the prison, um, Dupois has been kept in the prison overnight, obviously. Uh, first thing in the morning, his hair was, was cut to uh, expose his neck. And uh, he's been dressed in a clean white shirt and trousers, his hands bound behind his back. And uh, as the sun comes up, he's uh, being lined up, uh, ready to be transported away with all the other people for today's various executions that will uh, take place over the course of the day. Um, the day passes well. It's quite a pleasant day, really. It's uh, quite a nice sunny day. Um, Although I don't think we could really call this a a nice day. And so we find ourselves heading towards the, the hour of Dupois' reckoning. And we've arrived again at the first scene of our scenario. The prologue that we saw in flashback. But this time we know the identity of the man in the cart. And as the tumbrel leaves the prison and rolls along the streets of Paris through a jeering crowd ever closer to the guillotine, we watch the we watch the tumbrel rolling past and We see one or two faces that we recognize, perhaps. Certainly we see a, a white dog with, with black ears. And we see an old woman crying in a doorway. As the tumbrel finally pulls into a large open square where on its podium the, the guillotine beckons. There are a couple of other people first. A few words for loved ones. A few shouts and cheers. One or two moments of bravado. And then your time has come. Dupois, his eyes just gazing into the distance, oblivious to where he is, is led up to the guillotine. He's pushed onto the bascule. With a big clank, the lunette is closed on his neck. There's a roll of the drum. 
blade falls and there's a sudden thud. For an instant, Dupois, you stand alone in the void, hanging in infinite space. Below them, swirling in an infinite gyre, there is a huge, shapeless, spinning, chaotic nuclear mass. You don't need to be told. You don't need to learn anything anymore. You are formless. You've gone beyond. You know now. You just know. You know this is the idiot god Azathoth. And you know that the unseen things in the darkness banging the drums and blowing the flutes with what you know to be misshapen paws don't have to be seen to be identified. You are aware. You, you know now. The cacophony from these things with their flutes and drums is suddenly, instantly silenced as the music from beyond pours out of your mouth and eclipses the night itself. The stars are rent asunder. And you, Jean-Marie Dupois, soldier, drunkard, terrible husband, your final act of a, as a man is to know what it feels like to make a god scream. And back in the uh, in the square, the other three of you are standing in, in front of the guillotine as, as this takes place. Um, But for you, it's a very different scene. You just see Dupois led up to the guillotine. The blade falls. His head rolls, uh, misses, the, misses the basket, rolls across the, uh, rolls across the dirt. And um, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I say, I am not surprised. <laughs> All three of you make a sanity roll. Don't you think I know that? <laughs> you said all of us make a sanity roll? Yes, please. Uh, 46, I make it. At 25, I make it. Okay, if you make it, it's a 1. If you fail, it's a 1d6. Um, and I'm also going to need a spot hidden as well. I make that also. I'm too transfixed on Dupois. Okay, uh, Pressy. From where you're standing... 
you can clearly see Rigaud. He's about 12 feet away from you. There are a fair number of people in the in, in the way, but it's definitely him. Um, which one of you has the, the, the book? Okay. So you will you will need to point out that to to Ugel. Are are we are we in a group together, the three of us, or had we spread out? Um, you're you're spread out in a sort of arc around the the front of the guillotine. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll kind of wait for him to to look over and you know and I'll gesture. You know, not going to scream, but you know. You wait for who to look at? Well, if, if Fugel or Martine is looking, or you know, isn't just totally. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. I'm assuming he. You know, we're all kind of looking for cues and kind of watching the audience. So when I finally catch her eye, uh, I'll, I'll signal. But if I don't, then I will start making my way through, through the crowd towards her. It's, a, it's a fairly. I mean, you're you're all glancing back at each other all the time, so it's it's yeah. a fairly easy matter to do that. Um, and um, from Ugel's perspective, it's 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 a given that um, if one of the others makes eye contact with you and then sort of nods like that, you know what they're going to be pointing at. Sure, we we we've got a whole sequence of events planned here. Yeah. I was muted. I passed that spot hidden. I just I didn't realize I was muted. Oh right, okay. So well, in that case, then you you also saw a go. Um, yeah. I go, guys, it's time. So Okay, so what's your plan of action here? I want to look for wherever the closest alley or behind a cart or something is in regards to Rigo. I had assumed we had scoped that out ahead of time. Yeah. Okay, I, I, while you while you while you're doing this and uh, and looking around, um I, I had a lovely chat with the uh, the the engineer of the guillotine uh, previously, so I've I've been here. Uh, Rigaud um, screams very uh, very loudly, um, and I don't know. It's it's a kind of strange noise because you can hear him screaming, but it's 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 almost like you can hear that. Hundreds of tiny little echoes, um, as though he's screaming into loads of little jars or something. Um, but um, he screams, and uh, all of a sudden, um, it's like his skin erupts, um, showering the people around him with blood. And um, and he sort of reels from that. We might just need to pounce. Yeah. I just draw out my pistol. It is a new plan. Yep. I'm going to charge him with both of my blades out. Okay. Um, uh, what's the dex order? 60. 50 for me. You're on mute, Pressy. Pressy, you're muted. 70. I apologize. 
Not okay, good. so it's going to be uh, Pressy and Pressy Babon Ugel. Oh, Ugel's before me. I'm last. Pressy Ugel Babon. Right, okay. Um, all right, well, go for it. Uh, yeah, well, I, I draw rapier and I, and I, and I lunge in that direction. I'm not sure if I can get to him this round, but I, I'm, I'm going. There's, um, yeah, I mean, this is obvious to everybody around, right? This is not something that it's subtle, correct? Uh, if you, I mean, you, you could probably stab someone in a crowd with a knife and maybe get away with it. But no, um, I mean, what's going on with, as soon as, soon as he's pulling out, a, 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 Oh, sorry. Um, well, I mean, he looks like he's had some sort of attack of some sort of horrific disease because his, his skin has just basically sort of burst. Aren't people moving away from him? Yes. Um, there's one or two people being sick as well. Plague. He has the plague. He's diseased. He's spreading disease. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I do. I guess I, I, I rush in. Yeah. Um, actually, actually, um, if you like, I can even show you this. Ooh. There you are. So that's, that's, um, he's, he's basically just sort of burst, really. Oh, well, and if it, if it looks like the crowd, it, the crowd are rather upset by this development. If it doesn't look like he is uh, like doing this in some sort of vengeful way, and this is more of him suffering through something, then no, I'm not going to attack. I'm hoping that whatever that is, it, it's just uh, Dupois passing, basically killing him. I'm still going to see if I could get it up close and give him one to the spine. No, I'm okay. not. I, I'm going to hesitate. Well, it's if you, I mean, if it's, is it a knife you're using? Yeah, yeah, I have a dagger. Is, right, okay. Um, then I'm going to let you do that. Um, okay. Uh, but I'll, I'll even roll sleight of hand if you want to, to disguise well, what I'm, gonna, what I'm actually going to do, I'm going to make you roll a penalty dice with that because you are surrounded by hundreds of people um, and you are trying to make sure that you can't be seen while you're doing it um which, which is um greatly limiting your uh, uh your angles of opportunity and and the ways in which you can attack all right um, it's it's a very difficult task it's not quite as easy as D&D makes out right my first roll is a 19 now let me roll the penalty Oh, one or 19. So that's a 19. Uh, roll for damage. Uh, I was D4, right? Mm -hmm. One point. Okay. Um, he attempts to... Uh, Defend himself 
uh, and does a pretty shabby job of that. Um, however, however, um, oh no, hang on. No, that's next round. Okay, so uh, yes, you, you have stabbed him a little bit. And um, he seems to be uh, more interested in moving away from you than, uh, than continuing to fight. And he tries to slip off into the crowd. I'll stay on his uh, on his heels, like not directly on him, but I'm not going to let him. I'll keep moving with him. Okay, as he moves, as he moves a little bit closer towards the uh, the guillotine, um, he starts shouting for assistance, and um, he starts crying out and saying, uh, uh, "Please help me! Help me! I'm being assassinated by enemies of the state! Please help me!" I look around like if I'm looking for an assassin. No one seems to be um, reacting. Is anyone else doing anything this round? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to run up and push him up onto the stage and then shout to the crowd, one more for today! <laughs> okay. Um, one more, one more. Okay, that's exactly what you do. Um, and as you do that... Um, Two members of uh, the uh, of the crowd um, sort of barrel into you to uh, to stop you pushing um, pushing him about, and uh, you hear one of them say, "Unhand that man! What are you doing? Is he bleeding? What have you done?" <laughs> I shout out, I've done nothing. This trader has done everything. Off with his head. Okay. He's an aristo. Persuade? No one seems to be particularly interested in what you're saying. I mean, there's the two, there's the two chaps and... Um, now there's um there's a guy wearing uh um what you recognize um as as the the uh the, the telltale rosette of the secret police uh who was previously standing on the guillotine he he's now sort of craning his head to see what's uh, going on um and there's a certain sort of a level of interest rising in what's going on um and you see Rigaud is is um very clearly getting ready to, to slip away into the crowd i'm just gonna go for broke pull out both of my blades and stab the shit out of them 
I'm done with this. This man must die. Dupois will not die in vain. Okay, well, give me a roll to hit. So be Although, it. Actually, Pressy, are you doing anything this, this time? No. No, Pressy's not doing anything. He's shocked that these guys, they, they're openly causing this, uh, this scene. Uh, I, I'm under the impression that uh, Rigo's, you know, a goner at this point. Something's happening to him as a result of this ceremony going wrong and the ritual going wrong. Uh, and I want to get the hell out of Paris, not end up in prison. Okay. Um, Ugel, roll for a hit, please. 30. Okay. Um, and roll to hit with your other dagger uh, with a penalty dice, please. In your hand. 04, and then the penalty is... 25. Okay, so that's two hits. 2d4, please. Four on the first one. Two on the second one. Okay, well... No damage bonus. Um, he's taken enough damage that he's got a major wound. No. Um... So I'm going to say he he falls to his knees and um, at, at this point the crowd goes nuts because pre previously you've just like slipped a, a, a knife into his back but, but this time in front of the secret police um, you, you've, just, you've just knifed a man um in public um it's uh well i mean you'll be arrested but um No one is going to believe outlandish stories of skulls and music. And I don't. <laughs> we, we don't need to. I say, he is Louis Capet's doctor. Kill him as we killed the king. And I'm going to fire my gun too. Give me a roll to hit. 40 out of 55. Okay, roll for damage. Okay, here we go. Big Bunny. <laughs> Fuck you, pistol. Three damage. Oh, you only have one hit point left. So, um, <laughs> and he was basically like sort of passed out and prone. So I think you have successfully shot the dog. However, I mean, in doing that, you also have, will end up being arrested. It's impossible. Not, you literally just oh. murdered a man in front of an officer of the secret police. I mean, Death to the Bourbons! There's, there's no way out of this. And, that, and now you're saying something nasty about biscuits as well. And it's, you know, it's terrible. Um, after a brief trial, um, you will be put to the guillotine the following day, both of you. 
that leaves the only survivor of the group as uh, Pressy. And for your part, Pressy, you were um, reunited with your young wife and on uh, 20 April, June the 8th, the streets of Paris are filled with thousands upon thousands of flowers. The people gather at the Champs de Mont to celebrate the festival of the Supreme Being, new state religion of France. And it's perhaps the final straw for the other members of the National Convention who fear that sooner or later they will go to the guillotines. Uh, the Place de la Révolution is so rancid with blood that on 21 prayer all the guillotine is moved to the Place de la Bastille and soon moved again. Eventually it ends up at the Barrière du Tronc, uh, and it's there that uh, Robespierre himself is executed on July the 28th. Um, now you're gonna get uh, 1d10 sanity points for uh, saving Paris. Um, Do I get anything? <laughs> well, you've 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 seen the face of of God. Um, I'm dead. A, yeah, <laughs> a, little, a little postscript that uh, Citizen Rigaud was buried in uh, cemetery. Um, one dark night, a few months from now, the ghoul that was Guillaume digs up uh, Citizen Rigaud. And uh, with a cry of, Je suis Paris, you supreme bastard, he growls and begins to devour him. And um, finds him unpalatable. <laughs> far too salty. Oof. And then Pressy has nightmares for the rest of his life. Oh yes, yes. Pressy will, at the very least, have a big twitch. He's he's going to be playing that 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 day in front of that guillotine over for the rest of his life, and never understand why Papon and and Martine did what they did. That well, don't mean there's a criticism of doesn't get it. You know, you're not there when Guillaume um, explained that to you. You you would have to to kill Rigaud when he uh, when he lost his powers. I knew we'd have to kill him. Although, had you not kill, had you not killed him, you would still have saved Paris. I just assumed we would kill him when it wasn't in the middle of a crowd. <laughs> and then when I saw him start to bleed out the mouth and nose, Pressy is like, well, perhaps you know this is partially doing the job for us. Yeah, you know? uh, I was just. It truly, truly shocked. Yeah. I was under the impression that we had a small window, otherwise he'd regain his power. No, I missed that if that was said. And that I don't think he was gonna regain his power, but he would have got away. I'm not so sure I don't Very understand close. why you all didn't want to immediately cut his throat and stomp <laughs> on his ashes because <laughs> caused the murder of your friend and that's why I had to do that, because I wasn't going to let him get away. There's been enough loss already. I would have rather seen what friends we had left escape the city also. 
Alf, you, you still have petty brains. Another mouth to feed. <laughs> <laughs> that was outstanding, Mick. Yeah, very Truly good. inspirational. Truly, Mick. That was a great, great story. And a nice addition to our... Uh, I really novelty. wish I'd changed it to a harpsichord, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. Because it, it, it worked in the first bit. It didn't quite work when he got into a sort of, you know, poverty and still had a fucking great had a harpsichord. <laughs> you be if you've got a harpsichord. Our players included Fred Carter, Luke Strom, Jason Melnichok and myself with Luke with uh, Mick Swan as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production <clears throat> to create, in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Oh,